This is the EWN Radio Network. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and business coach. Join Steve and his guests to get answers to your questions and help break through to the next level in your business. Hi, this is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Are you thriving today? How is your life doing and how is your business running? Do you feel good about it? Do you feel, as a friend of mine used to say, wired, fired, and inspired? Or do you feel like you're on the Stress Express? Thank you to Ernie and Villanueva for those quotes because they really do kind of define the two ends of our lives as thriving entrepreneurs. We are excited. We're profitable. We're out there. We're doing things. And the other side of that is the times when we feel overwhelmed. Both of those are very much a part of being a thriving entrepreneur. One of the key elements to that, we learned this from Alex Charfin the other day, is having support and protection. Having people that are working alongside of us that support us in the things that we're doing and protect us, often that actually ends up meaning from ourselves you know, so that we're not over committing, so that we're not overly stressing out. All of those kind of things go into building an effective team. Your team is going to be everybody from your virtual assistants to your business partner. It may be people you've employed. It may be family members. But we as thriving entrepreneurs want our teams to be effective effective and efficient so that we can be successful and profitable. So in order to do that, we need to learn the skill of working together. That can sound scary sometimes, but what we need to understand is, is that if we communicate properly, if we empower the people who are working with us, we then will very quickly find ourselves having a winning, effective team. I think it's important to point out, as we've said many times on the show, you manage things, you lead people. So today I'm joined by John Murphy. He's going to talk to us about his success, both as a CEO as well as an entrepreneur, in helping people build and manage effective teams. I'm here today with John Murphy, and uh, I hope you will join me in greeting him from the south of France. Hi, John. Thanks for being here with us today. Steve, it's a great pleasure, and thank you for the invitation. Oh, yeah. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what's got you to this point so far in your business. Oh, well, I'll give you the short version, so it <laughs> don't take up the entire thing talking about it. My background would be in the corporate world. Uh, I'm I'm with a surname like Murphy. It's not a big leap to realize that I'm from Ireland. And uh, while I live in the south of France, I've been living here now for about five years. But I spent my a lot of my working life in in Ireland and uh, did very much the traditional corporate career where I started off as a salesman, became sales manager, sales director, sales and marketing director, and then became CEO. And uh, so I worked in financial services in the insurance industry. So 
did that for quite a long period of time, enjoyed it, uh, learned an awful lot. And then 11 years ago, I decided to leave the, the comfort of the corporate life. And as you would probably well understand, Steve, that's, you know, it's kind of hard to walk away when you're a senior director, you get well paid and all of that. But really, I wanted to just kind of follow what I really loved doing, which was about helping people, coaching people. And I loved the whole part of getting a team working together, making sure that you got the right people doing the right things with the right behavior, building trust in, in each other and coaching them both individually and as a team to, to be the best they can. So I've been doing that now for 11 years and uh, been fortunate that it's, you know, it's been great. I've had the, you know, the opportunity to work, you know, globally with some, some great companies, some very large companies some smaller companies. So it's just been a great journey to be very honest with you. And it's been really enjoyable. So, what uh, what's was south of France kind of always where you dreamt of living or was it more of a job situation that brought you there? No, it wasn't a job situation. It, what what really brought me here was that I've got three daughters, uh, all of whom are have moved on and left home. So it was just myself and my wife. Um, so it was one factor. And uh, the other factor was that the business had changed when I started the business, the you know, the predominant uh, number of clients that I had uh, was in Ireland. So that kept me there. But then as the business developed and evolved, I do quite a bit of my business online. I do a lot of the one-to-one -one coaching online. But I also was being asked to do, you know, different pieces of work with, with companies uh, globally. So in different parts of the world, around Europe, the United States, in the Middle East. And uh, and I realized, you know, I can I can live anywhere. It doesn't make any difference where I live. And I can run my business from there. So we had the property here in the south of France for a number of years. And we decided, OK, well, listen, let's just give it a whirl and see what it's like to to live in a different country and to run the business from a different country. And that's what we've done. So I'd love to say it was a, a well thought out, detailed strategy, but I'd have to say it wasn't. It was opportunistic and it was a bit kind of, listen, this suits us. Let's go and. And have a look and see if it works out. If it doesn't, we can always go back to Ireland. Uh, and but we're here. So five years later, we're still here enjoying it, and uh, it's great. And I mean, I'm very fortunate in the sense that, you know, I I can enjoy the life here, and it's a lovely country to live in, and it's a great lifestyle, and and a good climate. And um, but I also have the opportunity to travel around the world and and uh, work with fantastic clients doing that. I love that. I love when. Um, our personal life and our business can both be enriched together. Um, I think maybe that's one of the biggest advantages of being an entrepreneur is if you've always dreamed of living in the south of France or just in another part of the same country you live in, um, you know, if you've got a thriving business, you have those choices. Whereas, you know, you can do great in corporate America, but you're probably going to have to stay where the company is. Well, that's very true. And, and I mean, I, I agree with you. I think it's a, a fantastic, you know, it's fantastic to be able to choose where you live. And that's what being an entrepreneur uh, allows you to do just that, which is, is just, you know, it's a great way to live your life. And it's, it's interesting when you talk about that, because the podcast that I have for one, for my own business is, is all is, is entitled winning at business and life. And that's really very much a, a kind of a fundamental philosophy that I have when I'm working with my clients, because, 
know, even though the the the, the thrust of the business of the work that I do, you know, kind of emanates from from the business world, and people hire me uh, primarily from a business perspective. But at the end of the day, you can't separate the the, the business and the individual completely. Uh, so you've got to make sure that what you're you're endeavouring to do with your client is help them to win in their business, but also to help them to, to win in their life. So that's a very important philosophy and will be hugely important to me in in the work that I do, Steve, with clients. And you know, it's it's you know, success is you know, in one part of your life at the at the at the expense of another is not success at all. Mm. I couldn't agree more. Um, so give us a definition for that. What how would you define winning at business and life? Well, to me, I, you know, I, I called a podcast winning at business and, and, and life. At the same time, I've got to say, I've, I've never liked the term work-life balance because it seems to suggest that there's work and there's life and that the two are separate from each other. When in actual fact, it's all one. But when we, you know, when we're looking at our, at our, at our world, you know, we've got to have, you know, we've got a business, we've got to run that business, but we've also got to make sure that we're getting that right balance between, you know, what we're doing in the business and the life that we're creating. Because the business at the end of the day, yes, it's a means to an end to provide a service or a product to our customers and our clients. But we also, it's very much kind of a, a it's satisfying the the answer to, to, to the question that we ask ourselves internally, which is, why am I doing this? You know, what is the purpose I'm doing it? You know, and it can be a variety of answers. It can be for, you know, financial wherewithal. Although in my experience, very few people actually work for money alone. They can work for what it can give them and the freedom it can give them. But, and you have to have a profitable business. It's not that I would in any way decry or be dismissive of profit because if we don't have a profitable business, then we simply don't have a business at all. So you've got to make sure that you do have a profitable business. But you're looking at it and kind of saying it's got to be part of the overall context of the vision that you have for the entirety of your life so that it feeds into the overall objectives that you have for, for your life, which are which is about growing, which is about growing yourself kind of spiritually, emotionally, intellectually, physically, and also the people that are around you, the impact on the people that you're around you, your own immediate family, whether it's children you have or the immediate kind of brothers or sisters or parents or whatever it might be, and then the community. So it's all about kind of making sure that you're, you've got all of those lined up to, to each other and that they're not looked upon as completely separate. And I think where it becomes disjointed is that where people, you know, get stuck. And, and corporate life is great, and I enjoyed it, Steve. I would never be critical of corporate life in the sense that, it, you know, it was very good to me. But I also recognized there was a time for me to walk away from it. But you've got to make sure that you don't get sucked into the, the kind of the, the world and the maelstrom that the, the only thing that matters is kind of climbing up that corporate ladder. And that becomes the end in itself. It's a means to an end. It's not an end to itself. And I think that's where very often, you know, organizations suck people in. And it's not the organization's fault, but it's the individual's fault for not keeping sight of what it is they ultimately want to achieve. And for me, part of the, the really important element of my coaching is making sure that the, what the people are doing, I can help them solve different problems and different, different issues and challenges, but I want to make sure that we're actually really dealing with the core issues that are going to impact upon their overall life. I love that. You know, it is 
so fun for me to be sitting here behind the microphone and watch how uh, the flow of week to week to week comes together. Because while you're talking about um, not being able to separate um, our life from our work and, and finding uh, joy and fulfillment in both of them, I'm thinking of three or four guests that we've had recently that have been you know, sounding that same trumpet. And, and, and I really hope that the listeners are really listening and really getting the concept that, um, you know, you want to have a full life and a full business and you want your business to enrich your life and your life to enrich your business rather than having them be these two separate things that I think all too often they've just been, um, you know, been kind of delegated to. Uh, that is so awesome, John. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and I think also it's it's very important that you know you know, when you when you're talking. I mean, for example, I give you I give you an example, Steve, of a conversation that I had just last week um, with the with the client of mine, a CEO, and she's a very successful lady, and she has she has built a business very substantially and has done it you know really really well. And I've been working with her and her team, and it's been a, a great joy. But she's also the the, the mother to two young children, and she's a great example. Is that it's not a an either or situation, but it's how you actually find time to fit all of the things that are important to you, and it's making the choices within that. So I I applaud what she has done because she's she's a great CEO, but she's also a great mother. Uh, and and a great partner in, 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 in her life. And I really applaud that because I think she embodies that whole concept of finding finding the space to do all of the things that are important. That is great. I really do love that. I think a lot of us tend to think of our team as only the people that we're paying, but often the most important and the most impacting people in our teams are our family members. They're the people that we have chosen to spend our life with. Listen to this commercial break and we'll be right back on Thriving Entrepreneur. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. Are you ready to be a celebrity expert in your field? Are you your own best kept secret? Do you have talents you want to share with the world? Are you ready to be seen as an authority? 
Do you have a message you need to share with the world? You know to your core you can help people if you could just reach them. Kathy and I want to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. Are you ready for this? How would you like to be recognized on top media outlets? What would becoming an Amazon bestseller do for your business? How many people could you inspire? And it doesn't take a lifetime. It doesn't take years. It doesn't take months. In fact, in just 60 minutes, you will become a celebrity expert in your field. In 30 days, you will be a best-selling author and you will be seen on NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, Fox, and the Wall Street Journal. How does this work? Will you be interviewed on our show, Thriving Entrepreneur, which will then be broadcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and many others, as well as promoted to a network that has a database of over 500,000 people. Your expert interview will be published Published in your very own book, which is guaranteed to hit best-selling author status on Amazon. Your name and the book title will appear in major media outlets, including ABC, NBC, Fox, CNN. We can guarantee that. Plus, as a bonus, you'll get a custom social media package to promote your book and an mp3 of your interview with five key tips on how you can repurpose the content for marketing and sales. Don't be the best kept secret. Get ready to play an A game and be the authority in your field. Go to wehelpyouthrive.com and click on the authority package to get yours today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve Kidd and I'm here with John Murphy. We're talking today about working together, about the important things that we need to do in order to have a successful team, a working and thriving company because everybody is playing their part. And now in the last segment, we talked a little bit about how important the members of our family are and having them on board with what we're doing is to the effectiveness of our team. And we want to pick right back up there and talk about the whole concept of building a winning team, not so that we can beat out other people, not from a necessarily competitive nature, but so that we achieve all of the things that we are going after in life. I often like to use the example of if you're stuck in an elevator, but uh, it would have to be an enormous elevator, I think, for most of us <laughs> to really get our pitch out. Um, so let's use it this way. If you were on a plane riding next to me and um, you really, really wanted to pour just one thing into my life and my business, what would be that number one thing you would want to share with me? 
Well, the whole ca- the whole concept of winning at business and life would be very much a strong message that that that, that I, I I would give to anybody. But also, when you're looking at it from a business perspective, I would say to to anybody that the the business and the profitable business, and I you know I've mentioned profit a couple of times, and for some people, profit sounds like a dirty word, and to me, it's not because. As I said, if you don't have a profitable business, you don't have any business, and then the business can't do the good work that it's set out to do and, and fulfill the mission. But the profit is the profit in a business is going to come through having effective teams. And you know, when you when you are working with an organization, now you you know, I mean I do a lot of one-to-one work with CEOs, but I also do a lot of work with senior teams. And the teams are the teams will deliver of the profit. It's the effective teams that will deliver the profit, the profit. And when you when you look at effectiveness, at the core of that effectiveness, at the base of every successful team, there is a high level of trust. And if you've got a team that has a high level of trust in each other, then they've got open communication. They can challenge each other. They don't have you know a lot of politics at, at play. You can't eliminate po- politics because it's human nature, but it's minimal. And you've got really, really good conversations going on that drive a business forward. Where it's not about the individual, it is actually much more about the collective. And when you get a team of people and you get the right people together, behaving in the right way, with a very clearly defined culture, focus on the right things, then you've got a really great chance of having an effective and profitable business. So they will be kind of very key important messages that I would share with anybody, Steve. Mm. I really like that because I think with our teams, it's really easy to get hyper-focused on the project. You know, this needs to be done by this date. And I love that concept of taking the step back and really building that uh, relationship between the people first. Well, I I will always say to to anybody, you know, when you look when you look at a team and you look at the CEO, uh, whatever title, managing director, whatever title you want to give to to the the, the person who is at the you know the, the most senior position in the organization, you my my experience being a CEO is that you actually get more from your people by coaching them than by managing them, and I you know people use the word managing and coaching as interchangeably. Um, and not differentiating between the two. And, you know, and, and I was helped many years ago by a mentor of mine who said to me, he said, you know, in very simplistic terms, and I think it's so simple, but it's so true. You know, he said to me, John, he said, remember one thing. He said, you manage things and process and you lead and coach people. Mm-hmm. And and I've always kind of kept that in mind. And when you when you think about, it, yes, you do need to manage things and process and the numbers and the the stats and the percentages and all of that. Yes, you do need to do that because that's that's good husbandry of a business. But you you've got to manage or you've got to lead and coach the people, and that coaching and the development of the individuals and coaching of the team as a as a as a as an entity and as a single entity, that's what's going to give you the greatest leverage in the business going forward. So. You know, that kind of whole element of coaching, being clear about the vision, being really, really clear about the vision. And I'm not talking about, you know, a semantic version that people, you know, stick up in the reception area of their offices. I'm always a little bit, being honest, a little bit cynical when I see that stuck up in reception, because my experience is that 
companies that do that don't tend to live them and the companies that I talk about their vision and they, you know, in a really true way, don't need to put it up in reception because that it's it, it's manifest in the way that people behave. So that's the job of the leader. That's the job of the, 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 the kind of the senior coach. But then it's about cascading that right down through the organization. So how do we... How do we do that as a CEO? How do we get all of our people on board with our vision, with our culture that we want to create? You know, we're just starting out with a new business. What would be the way to start it out right? Well, I mean, one of the things that, that when you talk about, very often I talk to somebody who's starting out in the business and they, they would say, you know, we talk about vision and their response, oh, listen, vision is just for large companies and, you know, all those kind of terminologies for large organizations are not for smaller organizations. And that's not true because, you know, you've, you've got to start out, you know, even when you're starting on your own, that you're the only person in the organization. You've got to have a clear vision of where you want to bring this organization. And you've got to have a very clear purpose and mission as to why this organization is in existence. And then you've got to be very clear about what are the core values? What are the behaviors? And, you know, I don't want this to sound like consultant speak because it's not. It's actually making sure that we've got very, very clearly articulated, you know, words and sentences that actually make a difference to how we behave. And you've really got to start doing that. And if it, if you're on your own, you know, that's fine. But if you went then as you add people to your team, you've got to invest the time and it's time that is precious. And I understand that. But it's you've got to invest the time in talking about. What are we trying to make this organization? What are we trying to what do we want it to stand for? How do we want people to to talk about us? What is it actually going to deliver to the community, to the world, to our to our local community, to our town, to our village, whatever it might be? But you've got to be really, really clear about the the vision and the mission. And then you've got to understand, well, if that's what we're actually trying to achieve, how do we need to work with each other? And this is a very straightforward exercise of kind of understanding how we need to work with each other in order to achieve our goals, because how we work together will determine the results. You can write down on an Excel spreadsheet any numbers in terms of objectives and numbers and targets and revenue and, you know, profit and all of those sort of things. But they don't create the energy and the, 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 the dynamism to, to build a business. It's how we work together. It's how we interact with each other. <clears throat> it's how we are dependent upon each other. It's how we interact, how we challenge and hold each other accountable. That's what makes the difference. And that's what's going to make the difference between a, a mediumly successful company and a highly successful company. And it really does come down to it. It is, you know, as I always say, it's profit through teams. That's what you make your profit. You make your profit through teams. I accept you look at the product and you've got a margin, all of that. But the success is going to be about the success of the team. Mm. Well, and I think um, you said a really impactful thing there. And that's even when we start, even when it's just ourselves, the things that we put in place for us are the things that will continue to grow. If we treat ourselves badly, we're going to actually practice treating the next person we bring on badly. Whereas if we celebrate and reward ourselves, it just then becomes natural that when our first employee or our 
thousandth employee does something good that we're going to celebrate them. Absolutely. And if you if you think about it, Steve, you know, when you look at large organizations, if very often the, the, the reason that large organizations acquire smaller organizations is that because they admire the nimbleness, the speed of change, the culture, the, 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 the ethics, the values, the core values, you know, all the things, that's what they love and that's what they buy. And that comes from really setting out very clear from day one how you want that organization to be. And I accept that for many people starting their own business, it can be for a variety of reasons, but some people start their own business because they've been made redundant from the, the, the company or the organization that they, they were in. So they're actually starting off, but just by simply replacing income. But those companies, those individuals, sorry, I should say, who actually then move on to build significant businesses, move away very quickly just from replacing income to building a business. And you've got to be really clear about it in your own mind. Am I just replacing income or am I trying to build a business? And I'm not saying one is right and one is wrong. But certainly, if I'm just replacing income, then that business tends not to be scalable. But if you really are setting out to build a business, then it is scalable and you need to bring people in and have a very clearly defined culture for that business so that you can build upon that. And as people come in, they are all imbued with that same culture, the same values, the same you know, spirit and dynamism that, that, that is in an organization that makes it a very healthy one. Mm. I love that. I really, really do. I I think it's too seldom that we talk about the success of our team. And too often we talk about, um, you know, the, the um, individual assignments, you know, the um, I'm not even really sure what the right word is, you know, the tasks yeah. rather than the feeling, the spirit, the culture of the organization. Yeah, I mean, I always liken it to, Steve, if you think back, I and mean, certainly I, I can relate to this in my own world, if you think back on the teachers that impacted you most significantly in your school years, and I can think back and you know, I was fortunate enough to have one or two uh, that were really, really made an impact on my life. When I look back at it, you know something? They probably weren't technically the most brilliant teachers, but they had a way about them that really inspired me and other students to, to learn about a subject. So it wasn't about their technical ability. It wasn't about their, you know, how good they were as teachers, but they just had that gift to engage. And we've got to think of it in the same way we got a business. We've got to engage people because we all want to walk behind some banner. We all want to belong to something that is going to contribute. And businesses do that. You know, businesses do make a contribution. Yes, they've got to be profitable and all of that sort of stuff. But that doesn't actually take away at all from the fact that they make a contribution in business. And we have got to engage people. You know, and that leadership side is is not a left brained, you know, pie chart, Excel spreadsheet. That's how I engage it. It's engaged with the right side of the brain, which is about the emotion and about the passion. And that's what we've really got to make sure we focus in on. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. We need to 
let the people on our team know that they're important to us, that we care about them, that we're glad that they are a part of our team. So think about that during this commercial break, and we'll be right back with more of Thriving Entrepreneur. This is the EWN Radio Network. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. One of my mottos for business owners is, you can't do it alone. Whether you're in the startup stage of your business or you're scaling, you can't grow without relationships to provide support, wisdom, and new customers. eWomen Network is your home to connect with other women entrepreneurs who've been where you are or are experiencing the same challenges. We have chapters across the U.S. and Canada that have monthly events featuring our trademarked process called Accelerated Networking to ensure you get the contacts, resources, and leads you need to grow your business. And once you become a member, you get many benefits, including two one-on-one coaching sessions, unlimited access to our membership database, your own personal profile page, and discounts on products and services with our business partners, such as UPS and American Express Open. Join the eWomen Network community and let us help you live your dream. For details, visit eWomenNetwork.com. Are you ready to be a celebrity expert in your field? Are you your own best kept secret? Do you have talents you want to share with the world? Are you ready to be seen as an authority? Do you have a message you need to share with the world? You know to your core you can help people. If you could just reach them, Kathy and I want to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. Are you ready for this? How would you like to be recognized on top media outlets? What would becoming an Amazon bestseller do for your business? How many people could you inspire? And it doesn't take a lifetime. It doesn't take years. It doesn't take months. In fact, in just 60 minutes, you will become a celebrity expert in your field. In 30 days, you will be a best-selling author and you will be seen on NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, Fox, and the Wall Street Journal. How does this work? Will you be interviewed on our show, Thriving Entrepreneur, which will then be broadcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and many others, as well as promoted to a network that has a database of over 500,000 people. Your expert interview will be published published in your very own book, which is guaranteed to hit best-selling author status on Amazon. Your name and the book title will appear in major media outlets, including ABC, NBC, Fox, CNN. We can guarantee that. Plus, as a bonus, you'll get a custom social media package to promote your book and an mp3 of your interview with five key tips on how you can repurpose the content for marketing and sales. Don't be the best kept secret. Get ready to play an A game and be the authority in your field. Go to wehelpyouthrive.com and click on the authority package to get yours today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. 
This is Steve, and I'm here with John Murphy of John Murphy International. We're talking today about your team, about effective teams, how to be a good leader. We've talked about the fact that we manage things, but we lead people, that people don't care how much we know unless they know how much we care. We want to win at life and business. We want to succeed at being the best us that we can be with every moment, with every breath that we take. And that starts with having a good company that has a good foundation and really is a place that has a culture that's developed to allow a person to know just how much we appreciate them. So, what would be the uh, the first couple of things that come to your mind if you were to answer the question, if I had known this sooner, I would have? <laughs> if I had known, that's a great question. If I had known this sooner, I would have. If I had known it sooner, I would have spent more time in my own business in really, really shaping the vision for it because I spent a couple of years in the early years of the business where I was just focused on revenue. And uh, and I think that when I look back on that, yes, I, I, I can rationalize it was necessary to do that. But I think if I had spent more time on the vision and values and the mission of the business, I really believe that I would have accelerated uh, that quicker. And the other thing that I would have done was that I would have hired good support people quicker. I wonder, uh, you know, and I've never done a research study on this, but I wonder how many people, because I know we all, when we start in business, it's all about money. You know, it's I got bills to pay. I got people that, you know, are depending on us for their lifestyle, that kind of thing. But I wonder how many of us fall into that trap of being so focused on the income that we wait and or wait too long to really build um, a winning culture? I, well, I, I think, I mean, if you look at it, I can't remember the, the exact statistics, but I was reading something recently and they were talking about it's a very high percentage of new businesses that fail within the first year or two. Mm. And, and I think part of that, I mean, yes, part of it can be not generating the revenues. But I think if your only focus is on revenue generation, it's exhausting, it's tiring, it's not particularly motivating. You've got to have a higher purpose and you've got to have something a bit loftier than just income to drive you. Because otherwise, let's face it, you know, and it is true that, you know, there are very, very few people that are utterly, you know, consumed and passionate just about generating money. Um, we all have a certain level that which we need, which is just to pay the bills and pay the mortgage and feed the children, et cetera, et cetera. And that's kind of a you know, kind of a certain level. But beyond that, it really is about contribution. And I think that for a lot of people, one of the reasons that businesses, you know, kind of one person businesses burn out is because they do burn out. They burn out just trying to generate income and it becomes a bit boring and a bit hard to keep the motivation and a bit hard to keep the drive. I think when you you sight of a much bigger goal that is engaging and motivating and you know exciting, 
that's what keeps you going through the rocky patches because you know you will have rocky patches no matter what you do you're going to have it you know as we all know steve success doesn't come in a straight line and uh, so we're going to hit bumps along the way and if you have a very clear vision and are passionate about that vision that will help you through that initial phase and it will also give you the the encouragement and also the acceptance that if you really want to achieve that bigger vision, you can't do it on your own. You know, there's going to become a time where it's inefficient. If I spend my time doing all of the tasks that are required in the business, I am by nature of that, I am going to be inefficient. So I've got to find and hire people that, you know, can, that are effective and efficient at doing work that is not the best use of me to do. And I think that's so true. And I think burnout is a big issue for people starting business. And I think that that's, you know, they, they lose their way, they lose their motivation, they lose their drive. And they, you know, it's, it's, it becomes a bit of a hamster wheel and, and a bit exhausting to do that. And I think then they just give up. Yeah, we have written here on our whiteboard, I will only do the things that only I can do. Yes. Um, and, you know, Sandra Yancey teaches that so much, but it's just so important because, uh, you know, there are people out there that the very thing that we loathe on a Monday morning uh, to do are the exact thing that they just wake up energized and excited about. Um, and we really are robbing ourselves and them by not letting them live in their passion as well. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I give, I'll give you a good example. I am not all that technically proficient. I don't like the technical pieces in terms of, you know, computers and system, all sort of stuff. So I do a podcast. I love doing the podcast and doing what you're doing right now, interviewing people and, and delivering podcasts. I hate doing the editing. I hate it. And I'm not good at it. So I pay somebody else to do it. So they do it in a, in a very short period of time, much quicker than I, than I would do it. And then I'm not spending those hours where I could spend my time doing something where I can add value and I can go off and do something positive and, and kind of something that is going to help to build the business. Editing is, is, is not my core, not the core of my business. It's just something that needs to get done. So, of course, obviously, the first question, especially a new company comes up with, but, but often even the big ones is, all right, great. I believe that completely. But how do I pay the person? Um, you know, answer that very practical person. How do we pay somebody when, you know, the company's running tight and lean, but the CEO's doing a whole bunch of things they shouldn't be doing? Yeah, well, you've got to work out. I mean, if you work out that from your business and when you're doing your planning stage, then you kind of work out, you know, what is what effectively is your hourly rate with the company? with the business. So what are you effectively charging the business for your hourly rate? And if that, and I'm just picking a number and say your hourly rate is, is, is $100 and you could get somebody to do the same thing for $10. Well, then it just doesn't make any sense. You spending $100 worth of an hour when you could actually pay somebody else $10 and then you can, you've got that hour to go out and make the $100. So there's a little bit of an in investing before you do it, but we're not talking about, you know, going into serious debt. We're actually talking about efficiency. 
And every business can start slowly and just build up over a period of time. And once you've actually got a, a solid proposition where you're going to get income and you're going to get a flow of income coming in, you have got to put some of that away in order to invest back in the business in order to make it grow. If the only thing you do is take all of the business out to kind of support your lifestyle, then you're not reinvesting in the business. And all you've got is you just actually, instead of having a, you know, you're just creating another job for yourself. You haven't created a business. And you've really got to have that mindset of looking at, well, you know, if I was looking at it, it's going to take me an hour. What do I value my time at? What is my hourly rate to the business? And then you look and say, well, if I get somebody to do that significantly cheaper, then that makes more sense. So it is a compelling logic to, to do it. And you just need to find the time. If you all the time keep on saying to yourself, I can't afford it, I can't afford it, I can't afford it. Well, then actually what you're saying to yourself is I can't build, I can't build, and I never build. And that's that's a pretty you know defeatist approach to take. So, yes, there might be a little bit of a kind of a, a nerve wracking period where you're spending a little money. But if you really believe in your business and you believe, really believe in the proposition that you have got and you really believe that you've got something that the market is, 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 is receptive to, then you will make those decisions because it just makes good financial sense. And in the end, the profitability of our company comes from maximizing the effective use of the people around us and of our own time. But it also comes from our ability to allow other people to shine what they are uniquely brilliant at. Think about that during this break, and we'll be right back on Thriving Entrepreneur. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. One of my mottos for business owners is, you can't do it alone. Whether you're in the startup stage of your business or you're scaling, you can't grow without relationships to provide support, wisdom, and new customers. eWomen Network is your home to connect with other women entrepreneurs who've been where you are or are experiencing the same challenges. We have chapters across the U.S. and Canada that have monthly events featuring our trademarked process called Accelerated Networking to ensure you get the contacts, resources, and leads you need to grow your business. And once you become a member, you get many benefits, including two one-on-one coaching sessions, unlimited access to our membership database, your own personal profile page, and discounts on products and services with our business partners, such as UPS and American Express Open. Join the eWomen Network community and let us help you live your dream. For details, visit eWomenNetwork.com. Are you ready to be a celebrity expert in your field? Are you your own best kept secret? Do you have talents you want to share with the world? Are you ready to be seen as an authority? Do you have a message you need to share with the world? You know to your core you can help people if you could just reach them. Kathy and I want to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. Are you ready for this? How would you like to be recognized on top media outlets? What would becoming an Amazon bestseller do for your business? How many people could you inspire? And it doesn't take a lifetime. It doesn't take years. It doesn't take months. In fact, in just 60 minutes, you will become a celebrity expert in your field. In 30 days, 
you will be a best-selling author, and you will be seen on NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, Fox, and the Wall Street Journal. How does this work? Will you be interviewed on our show, Thriving Entrepreneur, which will then be broadcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and many others, as well as promoted to a network that has a database of over 500,000 people. Your expert interview will be published published in your very own book, which is guaranteed to hit best-selling author status on Amazon. Your name and the book title will appear in major media outlets, including ABC, NBC, Fox, CNN. We can guarantee that. Plus, as a bonus, you'll get a custom social media package to promote your book and an mp3 of your interview with five key tips on how you can repurpose the content for marketing and sales. Don't be the best kept secret. Get ready to play an A game and be the authority in your field. Go to wehelpyouthrive.com and click on the authority package to get yours today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. So I know by this point, um, there are a lot of people that are that are listening that would be very interested in having you help them uh, build a more effective team or work with their team, whether that be, uh, you know, they're bringing on their first employee or they've got a thousand people. What what could a person do to uh, go deeper, work further with you? Well, I'd be delighted to have a conversation with any of your listeners. I'd be delighted to answer any questions they might have, either about how to go about it or working with me or whatever. But if they go to my website, it's www.johnmurphyinternational.com. They can contact me through the website there. Or if they want to email me, it's john at johnmurphyinternational.com. With any queries, Steve, and I'd be delighted to answer any of your listeners' queries. And if I can help in any way, I will be delighted to do that. And that's johnmurphyinternational.com. J-O-H-N-M-U-R-P-H-Y. I-N-T-E-R-N-A-T-I-O-N-A-L dot com. Correct. Absolutely. Just just always like to make sure I spell it for people. Um, In your particular case, your name happens to be spelled exactly the way that most of us would think to spell it, but that isn't always the case. (laughs) How true that is. How true that is. So we like to be good teachers, and we like to make sure that at the end of the broadcast, we give people something that they can take action on right now immediately, like today or at the very latest this week. What would be the first couple of things a person could do to really start building an effective team? If you want to start building an effective team, I would I would get your team together this week, and I would sit them down, and I would run a session for a couple of hours with that team and say, Guys, you know, in 12 months from now, and it's been a fantastic year, what would we say that we have delivered? What would people be saying about us? What would we be saying about ourselves? What would our staff be saying about us? What would our customers be saying? So if you look at that and say, that's just in a very short period of time, say, okay, 12 months from now, that's what would be a great success. And then talk about 
How are we going to work together? How are we going to support each other, uh, challenge each other, uh, may hold each other accountable? How are we going to, what culture are we going to create within the team to make sure that we are delivering on those stretching, but what we believe are also achievable objectives? And if you do that this week, that's part of getting people to buy into the vision. And it's a great exercise to do. It's so simple. It's so straightforward. But it is so powerful, Steve, I can tell you. And so few organizations spend the time doing that. They spend more time at meetings measuring and tracking things that they have done that are historical and not sufficient time really figuring out how they need to work together to achieve what would they would define as being great success. Well, and although um, at the time that this is airing, um, you know, there's still going to be almost two months before the year's over. Uh, you know, we've learned over the course of this last year that now is the time to start thinking about next year. Don't wait until December 31st and then figure out what your resolution for your life and your business is going to be. Actually take the time now to plan that out with your, uh, both yourself, but also with your team so that, um, you know, you go into the year with a very clear purpose and uh, mission for that year. And you hit the ground running. Uh, and that's really important thing. You're not trying to rev it up in the first, second, third week. And then suddenly January is over and you've missed one month. What you want to make sure is that you do the work and spend the time right now doing that so that come January the 1st, you are primed and ready to go and you're hitting that ground running. And the other side of that, I think, is true, too, because we get locked into our plans we say, you know, in 2016, we're going to do blah, 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 and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And then it comes, uh, it might be January 2nd, or, you know, it could be six months into the year. Uh, you know, like you said, success is not a straight line. Um, you know, we need to not be so in love with the plan that we made that we can't make the change that's necessary to continue winning. Oh, that's... That's that is for sure. I mean, they they say that, you know, no plan, you know, <laughs> survives exposure to the real world. And there's certainly an element of truth in that, because, you know, nothing, nothing. I mean, no matter how well you plan it, the year will never pan out exactly as you plan it. So, you know, and if you take it from a, you know, from you know boats and shipping, you know, you don't go in a straight line if you're sailing from point A to B, point, point A to B. You tack, you know, kind of left and right in different ways, because. Things will come up during the year. You'll have to make adjustments. You'll have to make changes. You'll have to do some things you'll have to do more of, some things you do less of, some things that you haven't thought of you'll have to do. So it has got to be something that is evolving and not overly rigid. And just because you say, you know, if we're sitting here in December of this year, we say this is what we're going to do next October, right? Don't get transfixed about that, but kind of set it as an objective. But you've got the freedom of choice to change that if the market and your business determines that you should change. And that's why you need to have constant reviews so that you're continuously looking at your plan. You're reviewing that on an ongoing basis and any modifications and changes you make to it. As long as you're consciously making those changes, then that's perfectly legitimate to do so. Hmm. Well, I know there are some of the people that 
by this point in listening to the podcast, they've already gone to johnmurphyinternational.com and signed up for your free giveaway, or they've sent you an email, john at johnmurphy uh, johnmurphyinternational.com. But let's spend just the last couple of minutes here talking to the person who's still on the fence, who still um, really needs a word of encouragement. What would be, you know, two or three minutes that you could say to a person who knows they need help, but is just kind of needs that last little bit of encouragement? Well, I would say one of the things that the joy of what the sort of thing that you and I do, Steve, is that we interview a lot of other people. And I, you know, I interview a lot of successful people as you do. I, I've been privileged to work globally with some great names around the world, some big businesses and again, some smaller entrepreneurial businesses. And the, the one thing that I would say that I've learned is that anybody who has been really, really successful, and I know that's measured by different things for different people, but how they would measure their own success, every one of them would say that the biggest decision and the most important decision they made was to hire a mentor, hire a coach, Go and find somebody that is going to challenge your thinking, that is going to get you to reach uh, for loftier goals and is going to speed up the process of, of achieving the goals that you want to. I have got the same coach. I, I mean, my business is coaching, but I've got my own coach because I'm not going to be the most objective person about me. I need somebody to challenge me, my thinking, my way of doing things and making sure that I'm fully aligned to what I say is my mission and my purpose. I've had the same coach for about 16, 17 years. And it, to me, it is just something that I will never, ever let go of because it is invaluable. So I would say to anybody who is sitting on the fence, please, please don't invest in yourself, invest in your business, hire yourself a coach and a mentor. Thank you so much, John. I really, really appreciate you taking some time. Um, what is this morning for us, is, but probably is a nice in the middle of the afternoon for you, um, really pouring uh, some really great advice into people. Steve, it's been a real pleasure, and I thank you again for inviting me along. That was John Murphy from johnmurphyinternational.com. This week, like always, I want to encourage you to remember that you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. The world needs you. Kathy and I are here every day of the week to help you live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. Are you ready to be a celebrity expert in your field? Are you your own best kept secret? Do you have talents you want to share with the world? Are you ready to be seen as an authority? Do you have a message you need to share with the world? You know to your core you can help people if you could just reach them. Kathy and I want to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. Are you ready for this? How would you like to be recognized on top media outlets? What would becoming an Amazon bestseller do for your business? How many people could you inspire? And it doesn't take a lifetime. It doesn't take years. It doesn't take months. In fact, in just 60 minutes, you will become a celebrity expert in your field. 
In 30 days, you will be a best-selling author, and you will be seen on NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, Fox, and the Wall Street Journal. How does this work? Will you be interviewed on our show, Thriving Entrepreneur, which will then be broadcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and many others, as well as promoted to a network that has a database of over 500,000 people. Your expert interview will be published in your very own book, which is guaranteed to hit best-selling author status on Amazon. Your name and the book title will appear in major media outlets, including ABC, NBC, Fox, CNN. We can guarantee that. Plus, as a bonus, you'll get a custom social media package to promote your book and an mp3 of your interview with five key tips on how you can repurpose the content for marketing and sales. Don't be the best kept secret. Get ready to play an A game and be the authority in your field. Go to wehelpyouthrive.com and click on the authority package to get yours today.